I must I keep doing that, don't I? I'll just I'll just bring that down a bit so you can hear me. I always do that. I always join in with the, with the arrival of the Queen of Sheba. I'm so sorry, but I keep saying it. You know, you only ever need to know one word when it comes to classical music, which is duh, if you want to sing along. Anyway, so who am I? Denise, of course, and because uh, the lovely and wonderful Gavin, who's just dashed out for a second, um, did introduce me and say that I was raring to go and limbering up in the studio while he was playing the last of his cowboy music. So thanks to him for the last two hours. Um, and, and you have got a very warm welcome from me for, um, well, for the next two hours of wonderful, happy, jolly, uplifting music that will make you, well, delirious, maybe even ecstatic. And as always, we start off with a bang.
Well, that got you going, didn't it? <laughs> Leonard Bernstein there, his own work, the overture to Candide, and he was conducting the New York Philharmonic. I can't stop myself. I'm going to have to do it <laughs> every time I say Leonard Bernstein. I always go diddle 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 diddle. Of course, he he did do that, didn't he? Um, West Side Story. I can't help myself, but he did do lots of other things, including that amazing piece of music which got off to a flying start this evening. Got a bit of Holst now, and quite often when I play Holst, I'll say he didn't just do the planets, you know. <laughs> But I can't say that because tonight we are playing something from the planets and we're playing something a bit loud. But it starts off quiet. It starts off really quietly. So don't be fooled. We're going to hear Mars, the bringer of war. And like lots of wars, there's a sort of rumbling in the background before the real action starts.
bit of drama there, don't you think? The London Symphony Orchestra under Sir Colin Davis. Mars, the bringer of war from Hulse, the planet sweet. So have you been having a war this week? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I've been having a war with, the temperature. Now, for those of you that regularly listen to the show, we are now going to enter the realms of the, the vest index. <laughs> Did the vest go back on and how many... <laughs> because regular listeners will know that it is rare that I am parted from my vest or 10. And I have to confess that over the last couple of days, the vest has gone back on. And dare I say it, I even had to have a hot water water bottle in bed the night before last, in fact, last night as well. I'm so pathetic because it was 13 degrees, wasn't it? Now, that's not super duper cold, but it's colder than it has been. And I'm thinking, it's July. What's going on? And and here's where I make my big confession, super big confession. And please don't tell anyone. Just be between you and me, okay? Just you and me. I was in the office yesterday and I was so cold, I had to put the heating on. (laughs) I know, I know. I texted my son at the time. I said, I'm so cold, I've got to put the heating on. It's July, mother. I know, but I was cold. I only did it for an hour, just to take the chill off the room. But yeah, I was being, and, and I even, I'm not, I wasn't sitting there in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. I had layers on people. I had a t- I had a vest on, had a, uh, a long sleeve top on, and I had one of those little padded gillets. So it wasn't as if I wasn't trying hard to stay warm without putting the heating on. But I was just so cold. And it's July. Anyway, I'm so sorry for being so pathetic. So that was the war that I was fighting yesterday, the war of the temperature. And apparently it's going to be a bit warmer tomorrow. And it's been a bit warmer this afternoon, hasn't it? But there's still a bit of a breeze around. <laughs> and maybe I'll forgo the vest if it gets if it gets above 20 degrees, the vest can go again. But usually my vest, uh, I put my vests away on the 1st of August and dig them out again on the 2nd. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. It's all getting a bit silly, isn't it? Well, of course it is. <clears throat> anyway, hope you're enjoying the show. And I haven't, have not yet said to you that you can get hold of me if you like. And if there's anybody out there that wants to give me a wraparound hug to keep me warm, I'm, I'm not going to be averse to that either. <laughs> Let's get a group up and put me in the middle. You can all just squidge me together and I'll get warm that way. I don't mind. I don't mind getting close to my listener. Text me anyway, 07565 825041. 07565 825041. Or you can email me, studio at sidvalueradio.co.uk. Or go on to the, uh, the website where you found me in the first place, click in the little box and your message will ping up on my screen and I will say hello. So what else have I got now? Ah, yes, I might have a new listener. David, are you there? <laughs> and David probably will have had a heart attack. Does she mean me? Yes, I do mean you, David. And I know that you are a fan of organ music. So here's a barnstormer just for you. It's Sanson's uh, Symphony for the Organ, number three in C minor, the third grand finale. You'll love it.
Well, that was a barnstormer if ever there was one. Simon Preston playing the organ, James Levine conducting the Berlin Philharmonic with Sanson's amazing Symphony Number no. 3 for the organ. Marvellous stuff. Rousing stuff. <laughs> have I got any more rousing stuff? Probably. <laughs> what have we got now? I've got a cello concerto now. I don't think it's going to be as loud as uh, the old Sanson thing. What have I got? It's, it's a bit of Haydn, yeah, Haydn cello concerto. I don't think it's going to be as loud as that, but it's still going to be a bit lively because it's still the first half hour of the show. And for those of you that listen on a regular basis, you know, things don't get a bit quiet till about halfway through. <laughs> so uh, stay with it if you like it a bit calmer. Or um, just turn it down a bit now. But don't don't turn me off completely because I'll be very sad if you did that. So as I said, Haydn, a bit of Haydn for you now. And he, of course, uh, taught Mozart. And we're going to have a bit of Mozart straight after Haydn. But I will do a little bit of chat in between, as I always do. In the meantime, here we go then. Cello Concerto number one is C major, third movement from the lovely Papa Haydn. Thank you. 
was awesome wasn't it yo-yo ma that wonderful chinese cellist the english chamber orchestra there <laughs> backing him up jose luis garcia was the uh, the conductor holding the whole thing together like a bit of hard note of course i did say before that piece of music that he was in fact uh, mozart's music teacher and here is Mozart now. And for those of you that know, we have our little Holy Trinity every week. Three members of it, of course, being a Trinity, it would be, wouldn't it? There'd be Mozart, Beethoven and Bach. Mozart's first up this evening. And he was he was very gifted, wasn't he, Mozart? He was a child prodigy and all, but he wasn't particularly nice. 
<laughs> he wasn't lovely to his uh, fellow uh, musicians and he quite often uh, would take the mickey for want of a phrase. And uh, he wrote this piece of music. Um, you'll, you'll know it, even if, you'd, if, if, you'd, if you're not a great listener for classical music, you'll know this piece because they use it for the Horse of the Year show. And, um, and yeah, it's, called, it's actually called a musical joke and you can hear at the end of it that the last chord is just very all over the place. And that's him saying, well, this is how everybody else, you know, composes music, which wasn't very nice of you, was it, Wolfgang? But uh, we'll, we'll forgive you because you did so much good stuff. Thank you. 
Told you, it wasn't very pleasant that last chord, was it? Oh, Wolfgang was was uh, taking a rise out of his uh, compatriots for shame, for shame. Camarot Salzburg, there, conducted by Sandor Vey. I've got another concerto now. Well, you can't have too many, can you? <laughs> concerto for oboe and strings. Oh, maybe I should talk about something else other than music for a minute. And I've, I've already been talking. I can't get past the. I can't get past the weather. Maybe I won't talk about that anymore. I'll talk about something else or not. I don't know. Talk about, give me a ping. Let me know what you want to talk about or nothing. Normally I can talk the hand leg off and not have a, a care in the world, but not tonight. I'm obviously having a moment. So, um, what have we got now? I can't find it. Anyway, I shall just play it and then work out what it is that I'm supposed to be playing. <laughs> I'm having a moment. I've, I've, normally, I've, my, I've got my little playlist here and it tells me what I've got going on. But you know what? I've got something on my playlist on my screen and nothing in my playlist in my hand. I think I must have just been doing something very silly. But I'll just play it and then work. Oh, I know what it is. I've got it on here, but it's very silly. It's Marcello. <laughs> no, not not Marshmallow. Marcello. Yes. Symphony in D minor for oboe and strings. Third move and I'll just get on with it.
I finally got around to saying it, the Marcello Concerto for Strings and Oboe in D minor, the third movement. Emmanuel Abul was playing the oboe. Strings of Zurich were doing the string thing and Howard Griffiths was waving the baton. Marvellous stuff. Fancy a haircut? (laughs) And you're thinking, where's she going with that one? Of course you know where I'm going with this one. This is a great overture, isn't it? Don't you love Rossini? He's got so many wonderful overtures. He's the guy. And so uh, having telegraphed the haircut thing, there can only be one overture to which I refer. And that is, of course, the barber of Seville. Snip, snip.
marvellous stuff there. Rousing. I mean, the barber said, well, you wouldn't want him wielding his scissors around your head if that music was on, would you? <laughs> you've missed a bit. Oh, you've, got, you've cut that too short. The Chamber Orchestra of Europe there under Claudio Abado. Should we stay with the Italians? I always think, when you think about the Italians, you know, Rossini and all those others and all those strange names, Verdi and all of that. You always think pasta, don't you? <laughs> Let's have some more pasta. Let's have the Grand March from Aida, because this is from Verdi. And, uh, wow, there's a lovely orchestra. The um, Claudio Abbado again, because obviously he's he's the guy, he's the Italian guy. Orchestra del Teatro alla Scala di, di Milano. I mean, I said that in a very Scouse accent, but obviously it's it's that Italian orchestra. Them, that are going to do it. That's probably the shortest piece in the show tonight. In fact, it is at only one minute and 40 seconds. So I hope you were grand marching around the kitchen there. We've got a bit of um, Beethoven now, our second Holy Trinity member. And this is his pathetic piano sonata number eight in C minor. It's just so lovely. And Igor Levitt, he's Igor Levitt, sorry, my, my apologies. Is it Igor or Igor? Anyway, he's a brilliant pianist and he's done the all all of Beethoven's piano sonatas all on one album. Um, but this is probably one of his best known, if not the best known. And Igor does a really good job of it.
Big finish there from the lovely Igor Levitt. That was the um, third movement from Beethoven's Pathétique. Piano, sonata, brilliant stuff. That's a young man there, wasn't it? That was either so dedicated to the piano that he did nothing else. No gaming for him. Or his mother wouldn't let him do his gaming until he'd done his arpeggios and scales. What do you think? (laughs) You've got to really, really be committed, haven't you, to be as accomplished as that. Good old Igor. What have I got now for you? Ah, yes, but of Vorjak. Now, he was he was wonderful, wasn't he? He disappeared off to America uh, at the turn of the last century and was absolutely fated, and they just loved him. He, he did his New World Symphony. We're not playing that tonight, um, but we all know. Da, 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 the Hovis advert, that was his. That was the the New World Symphony, but we're not playing the New World. Now, we're going to play one of his eight Slavonic dances, and... Um, they're they're all very different, but they are all just lovely. And this is the number seven in C minor and the Bavarian Radio Symphony, Symphony easy for me to say, Symphony Orchestra under Raphael Kubalek are going to delight you with it.
that was a bit lively, wasn't it? But we are just halfway through the show, so it starts to get a tiny bit, <laughs> a tiny bit uh, quieter. Uh, yes, it will do in a minute. So just as a reminder, we're halfway through the show. This is Denise. This is Happy Classic Sid Valley Radio. You are more than welcome. And I hope you're enjoying the music that we've got on the show this evening. We've got loads more. We've got a couple of things from the telly, I think. Yes, we do. And um, a couple of little things, just odd little things. I just like to play odd little things because, well, why not? Better than not playing any odd little things. Here's an odd little thing. And this is from something from the movies. And uh, I heard this version. I thought this is a quite a good version of this this piece of music. You'll know it. Not least because it was played at the uh, the Olympics 2012 with um, Mr. Bean. <laughs> you know, I mean, Rowan Atkinson was playing it. Or he played one note. Anyway, Chariots of Fire, of course, the main theme. But this version is played by the Boston Pops Orchestra. Of course, it's Van Gelis's music. But John Williams, he, of all of that marvellous cinema music, Harry Potter, Jaws, has he, was, it, was it 50-something, 52 Oscars he's won or something? You know, if you, were, if you were a person that scored films, you wouldn't bother putting yourself up for an Oscar a year that John Williams had done one, would you? Because you'd know you would be in no chance of getting one. Anyway, John Williams, multiple Oscar winner, is actually conducting somebody else's music, Bangalis's, with the Boston Pops Orchestra. Thank you. 
He held that note for a long time there, old John, didn't he? <laughs> I've got to say, there's been some great music written for movies, hasn't there? And I haven't got any music from gaming in the show this evening, but there are some amazing pieces as well that have been written for computer games, and I have played one or two in the past, so uh, no doubt at some point I shall. That one from Citizen Six is just, so Civilization Six, I think it's called. Absolutely brilliant, but I'm not playing that tonight. You'll have to wait for another show. Or, or what you can do if you're dying to know what it's like, you can go and have a look at it, or you can go and download all the podcasts, all the podcasts of my show. And not just my show, everybody's show. We've got something for everybody, but of course, you can't always listen at the time you want to. So our boss, Bob, he downloads all the shows to podcasts so that you can download them to your MP3 player. We don't have those anymore, do we? We, we download them to our iPhone or our uh, the other one, Android phone, whatever they do, the Google phone. I don't know. I've got an Apple phone myself. Um, and we can download them. You can download all our podcasts and take us with you wherever you want to go. The whole of, the whole of this, the Sid Valley radio team in your pocket will all be crammed in there and we don't weigh anything. You'll never know we're there. And by the way, David, yes, he of the person I spoke of at the beginning of the show. I hope you enjoyed the organ music, David. And how are you getting on with your apps? Okay, so that's just a little thing between me and David. <laughs> and no doubt I shall see him at breakfast next Wednesday because every, uh, every second Wednesday of the month, um, Sidmouth Chamber of Commerce has their business breakfast and come along if you like. Anyone's welcome. Just pop along and have your breakfast. Say hello. Um, and David and I generally turn up and make a nuisance of ourselves. Well, David's far too polite. I'm not as polite as David. Um, but David and I had some fun working out which particular apps he should have on his phone the other night. <laughs> I hope you're listening to all those podcasts, David. I shall be expecting a report next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, he'll see me and avoid me. I'm not sitting next to her for breakfast. Anyway, where are we going now? We're going to we're going to Scandinavia. Let's do that, shall we? And um, the Andante Festivo by Sibelius. Marvellous stuff. And Nimi Yavi is going. We might as well keep it local, mightn't you? The Cottenberg Symphony Orchestra. Let's go. Let's have a party with the Andantes.
that was very majestic, wasn't it, really? <laughs> you can't beat a bit of Sibelius. We don't play too much of him, do we? We ought to play a bit more. I always say that when I when, when I play someone I don't play a lot. We must play more of them, and then I don't. <laughs> I don't know why that is. It's just got there's so much great music, I guess. And I do have my very favourites that uh, turn up with boring regularity because I do have this sort of playlist that I keep on my iPad. And um, and they go on this sort of like little, you know, little roundabout, if you like. And uh, when they when one comes up, one of my favourites always gets played. <laughs> and some of us have to wait for a bit longer. They come, might come up on the roundabout, but I'll give them a swerve and play something different for a while. But then, but the, there are certain pieces of music which I'll, I will always play when they pop up in their turn. So you're guaranteed, guaranteed to hear them three or four times a year. So it isn't too long. It's not too many times, is it? But I just, Dick's Maggot is one that always comes up that I like to play. And um, Vaughan Williams's 17 Come Sunday, whenever that comes up, I play that as well. <laughs> but neither of those tonight, you'd be delighted to know, or maybe you won't be delighted to know. But what I have got, I think this is one that I generally play each time it pops up, is my very favourite piece of Schubert and oh, I just love this it's, it's, it's his symphony number no. five and it's the first movement and he wrote this when he was 18 so uh so having written four symphonies before he was 18 he was ever so busy but he, he died really young didn't he? he died like um I think he was younger than Mozart when he died I think it was about 32 I think Mozart was 33 so uh, the fact that he managed to to pack it all into those few short years is just testimony to how testimony to how hard he must have worked. But here we go, here we go, here we go. Symphony number five in B flat major, the first movement.
go. My favourite bit of Schubert. Oh, mind you, the the movement from Rosamunda is... Oh, I also rather like that one. But anyway, <laughs> I like them all, really. That's why I play them all. Orchestra Revolutionnaire, a romantique. I think that was French. I think it probably was. Under Sir John Elliot Gardner. Did you see him at the coronation, John Elliot Gardner? I did not know he was so tall. He's got to be six foot seven. And I'm only five foot one and five foot two of a back comb we hair. And, uh, but he was ever so tall and, but he's lovely as John Ellie Gone. I saw him being interviewed after the thing on the, at the, um, cause I, I sat through the whole coronation. I could not take my eyes off it. And then in the evening, they did the, the highlight show and, um, Kirsty Young was interviewing various movers and shakers from the day, including the lovely Sir John. And it was the first time I'd seen him being interviewed. And I thought, oh, he was just so adorable. Oh, here's somebody else who's adorable. Thomas Dunford. Why? Because he's playing the music of our third member of our Holy Trinity. But if Bach, of course, because we've already had our Beethoven and Mozart for this evening. So Bach is the last chap in. So here we, we go with his cello suite number one. And it is just simply a cello. That's all. And Thomas Dunford is doing it. Did you spot it? 
wasn't a cello at all, was it? No, Thomas Dunford's a classical guitarist. And I've been doing a couple of these things recently where I've been saying, you know, I've been getting a piece of music and you'd normally have it played by a certain instrument. I've been doing a bit of that with Ian Audi. I've done Ian Audi with, um, of course, he, he writes good, great piano music, doesn't he? In fact, I've got a bit of his later because I felt so, I felt so guilty. Not to forget to play it because I'm doing far too much chat. I'm going to have to move some of my music out. But, um, because I've had somebody doing guitar music for Iron Audi and I've also had somebody, Lavinia Meyer, doing some Iron Audi with the harp. So I felt so awful. Poor Ludovico. I thought I better make you, uh, I better let you do the piano thing as well. So I've got, I may have something later on from him as long as I don't do too much chat. Let's stay with the piano anyway. So anyway, just just winding back a bit. Thomas Dunford, classical guitarist, playing Bach's cello suite number one in G major on the guitar. Isn't that just great? Ah, oh yeah. Right. So um, my favourite Chopin nocturne now. This is one I wish I could have learned to play when I was doing the piano a thousand years ago. It's the um, number one in B flat minor. And Jan Lisicki is going to play it for us. I just love this. Wish I could play it.
got to let that last note just drift away. Just gorgeous. I really wish that I'd been accomplished enough to play that piece of music. I think it's gorgeous. It can't beat a bit of Chopin. I did promise you something from the television, and here it is. And I might have something else from the telly. It just depends on how much chat between now and 10 o'clock. <laughs> oh, I'm dreadful, I know. But this is a great piece of music. It's, uh, you'll recognise it. It's from Ag- Agatha Christie's Poirot. It's just so great. Christopher Gunning, in what wrote it, is also conducting the National Symphony Orchestra. It's very good. Don't tell me that when you hear that music, you cannot see Mr. Suchet <laughs> with his little moustache and his pattern, his cane and that uh, 1920s James Rennie Macintosh type uh, decor going on. Just brilliant, isn't it? So, so evocative. That's going to be the most evocative TV theme I've ever heard. You just, you can't hear it and not see it, can you? <laughs> now, here's a piece of music that if if this gentleman was alive... Um, the amount of money he would have in royalties would make him richer than Elon Musk. It's 
Pachelbel's Canon in D, and I could rattle off the list of pieces of music that have basically used it as a hook or a riff or basic, just, just, just ripped it off completely, actually. But I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to play the original. Not, well, obviously not from Pachelbel because it was a long time ago when he died. But we've got my favourite orchestra, the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, under the wonderful Sir Neville Mariner. Here we go. From This is a, a 1986 digital remastered version, for whatever that means. Anyway, Pachelbel's Canon D. Everybody knows it.
there has got to be about three million different recordings of that piece of music, but it is so beautiful. You can just imagine anybody wanting to play it, can't you? And it's, it's the simplicity of it that's, uh, that makes it just so, well, you just want to play it all day, don't you? Absolutely gorgeous. I'm not sure there's many a bride walk down the aisle to that as well. And just, oh, it's just absolutely beautiful. Bit of Packle Bell canon indeed. And it's a shame that I should look for some more stuff. I did go looking for something else, to be fair, that he'd ever written and listened to some recordings. But I have to say, he just peaked there. And uh, nothing else that he's ever done that I can find has ever come close to that. Hey ho, hey ho. So we're moving on to um, a cellist who died far, far, far too young. And uh, that was, of course, Jacqueline Dupre. And she is going to play us the Sicilian uh, by Maria Teresa von Paradis. So one for the girls, one for the girls. Beautiful, isn't it? I, don't, I think they had that, did they not, at the 
Harry and Meghan's wedding. And what a wonderfully positive day that was, wasn't it? What a shame that things have deteriorated so badly for that family. I just hope that they sort things out because nothing's irretrievable, is it? But Jacqueline Dupre there on the cello and Gerald Moore was accompanying her on the piano. What a gentle, lovely the massage for your head, that isn't it? It's like a lovely temple massage. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, I did promise you uh, that I would play some Ludovica Einaudi. And of course, uh, I have played recent pieces of music by him that have been uh, rescored for harp and classical guitar. But we are going to hear the man himself, the very man himself from his album called Islands, which I've had for many a long year. It is just I think it's a seminal piece of music. I just play it. I can play it on a loop. And sometimes when I'm having a hard day in the office, I'll just put it on because it's just the most delightful, gentle, you know, well, it's like another massage for your temples, but also your shoulders and back as well. (laughs) I've never met Ludo Ludo himself, but I wouldn't mind. Um, But anyway, let's move on quickly before the boss closes me down. Um, Here we go then. Passaggio or Passaggio. I don't know how you pronounce it. Anyway, whichever way you say it, it's a great piece of music played by him.
Oh, it's just beautiful, isn't it? You can't beat a bit of, well, I know. I just think he's the most wonderful composer, but you would know that if you listen to my show regularly because I keep banging on about him. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I've got room for one and a half pieces of music. I'm just wondering which way around to do it, but I think I'm going to go this way. So I'm just, um, on the rare occasions I get to sit in front of the TV, which isn't very often, it's either when I'm ironing, which gets I'm standing, or when I've had a very hard day and I just can't bear the thought of anything. I just put some TV on. At the moment, I'm going through the series, the Endeavour series. And of course, I, I used to love Morse when it was on. And of course, there is another series that's connected to that whole Oxford detective thing. And that, that is, of course, Lewis. Now, I did not name my son Lewis after this guy, <laughs> but contrary to popular belief. But I'm now going to play the main theme for the series, Lewis. I think there's only two or three series of it, wasn't it? But I thought it was great. Anyway, here we go. This is a lovely one.
Well, I was going to play another bit, but we're down to 19 seconds to go. So all I'll say is thank you so much for joining me this evening. And I hope I will just start on. This is what I was going to play. Sailing by. But I've got to go. Join me next Thursday, 8 till 10, for more happy classics. <laughs>